Hello, welcome to The Lore You Know, a show where we chat with some amazing human beings who are storytellers, collectors, and folklorists as we discuss the history of, inspiration behind, and importance of recording and sharing regional tales. Today, I have with me, Mike Ian. Hi, Mike. How are you today? I am all right. How are you? I, I'm doing. I'm doing. <laughs> One of those days with technology, again, we've, we've tried this multiple times and mm-hmm. stories go. I lost power just as we were getting ready to go again. So <laughs> yeah. It's up to the synergy, you know? Yeah, but we got it. That's all that matters. Yes, yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we get started, can you explain to our viewers and listeners your connection to this weird world? <laughs> oh, it is definitely a weird world. Uh, I am the co-host of Where's My Sage, uh, a podcast where we cover everything from the paranormal to energy healing to the outdoors. Uh, I'm the founder of Tactical Bigfoot Research, which uh, has been an uh, interesting uh, spin. Um, I work with a couple of scientists and a medium, uh, my co-host uh, Christy London there. And uh, we're kind of looking at a lot of, uh, you know, strange phenomena. I have a mm-hmm. background in law enforcement and archaeology, so I'm always looking nice. to uh, see what's going on locally. So it's mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of how I got pulled into this. Uh, I went to an event, stumbled into Steve Culls, and next thing you know, he was dragging me into the woods, and uh, then I spun off with my guys on the other side of New York State. So. Mm-hmm. So did you grow up in this area then? So I grew up in Western New York um, mm-hmm. and uh, grew up in the, outside the city of Rochester and uh, really didn't think much about the woods or too much, you know, I got out with Boy Scouts and that kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. uh, I was out sick and uh, actually stumbled across the uh, STM production of Beast of Whitehall. Uh-huh. And um, I had uh, come across some other strange events, talking to other law enforcement members, and it kind of spun out of craziness and ended up in Chautauqua County for an event down there. And uh, the rest has been history. And then I had, like I said, have a couple of friends that are scientists. I kind of pulled them in and said, okay, let's disprove or prove what's going on. And uh, my my true love for woods getting back out there i've always more been towards water stuff so getting mm. back in the woods was always a, a an important thing so the grounding in uh, the energy of the woods is really gets me out there at least uh mm. two three times a month so yeah and then absolutely. we add the the folklore to it uh as we start to do more and more research on you know what stories were here in the area mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy uh, and that's been an interesting uh, change of pace from the scientific points to uh, the historical record. So, um, what were some of the stories that were odd when you were in law enforcement that you mentioned or alluded to? Well, I got interested in the uh, the big cat phenomenon, and hmm. you know, I know you've had Alex on, you know, recently, and hmm. uh, the the story of the one coming through New York State. And I ended up talking to, you know, in New York State, our law enforcement guys for environmental conservation, you know, DEC, everywhere else, it's DNR. Of course, you know, we got to be different from everybody else. Um, yeah. But I got talking to a gentleman. I knew he was getting close to retirement. And I said, okay, what's the deal? You know, 
um, did they come through? And uh, he said, well, you know, this one came through. It probably wasn't living here. Yada, yada, good company line. But as I was chatting with him, he mentioned that while he was stationed in Chautauqua County, New York, that mm -hmm. he had seen a lot of things related to Sasquatch and Bigfoot and gone out and done some investigations. And I'm like, whatever. I tucked it in the back of my head and yeah. um, saw some other reports with some animal attacks in the area that were kind of strange, kind of go with that big cat thing. Mm -hmm. um and as a uh, messing with a gentleman i work with about looking like bigfoot and uh everybody's always busted his chops for years <laughs> i come home and i and i you know hit the old search engines and when i did i found a sighting down the street from me mm -hmm. and as i read through the sighting report the newspaper article that's what kind of swung me through to say man you know i remember that guy saying something about chautauqua county and i went over some surgery and that's when i came across you know uh Seth stuff and i went man there's a lot of law enforcement stuff and then mm -hmm. i started talking to more law enforcement folks that were having paranormal sightings or weird um encounters or guys saying you know i saw ufos or i saw some kind of lights in the sky we heard mm -hmm. screams and as that started to pile up and folks got the word that I was out there doing that and I kept really into the background on things and really didn't let it out. Mm -hmm. And then you know, the folks where I work with kind of, you know, um, you know, outed me as doing <laughs> what I was doing. Um, right. I would go to different conferences and trainings and guys would wait till the end of the day and say, hey, you know, I was in the Adirondacks, this happened. Uh, I was out on the Pacific Northwest on training and this happened. And it's like, okay, well, let's start looking at some of those stories. Mm -hmm. And these were guys that didn't want anybody else to know because of their careers. Mm -hmm. um, and they really didn't want to, to run down that. And I ended up with a bunch of gentlemen uh, from Nasra. Uh, investigators up here in the Northeast came across my first set of, you know, what looked to be two sets of tracks, two different sizes, and with a hair sample at the end, I knew a tree. I brought it back to a buddy of mine, so a biologist, and said, hey, what do you got? Mm -hmm. Well, he has seen some stuff in himself yeah. as a mm -hmm. scientist and kind of goes, you know, well, you know, I've seen a lot of weird paranormal stuff. Um, and we just got talking about, you know, the, the scientific aspects of things. And he's, he's a zoologist and he's, he's very good at what he does. Mm -hmm. And then we started looking, he comes from uh, uh, a First Nations tribe and has that background. And uh, so, hey, what have you heard? What have you seen? And we've just started to take a look at historical sites, historical village uh, setups. In fact, that was on the phone with him about an hour ago and was driving through a neighborhood that we drive by all the time, but it's kind of off by itself. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like, hey, did you look at the the the, the local maps? Was, was there a village in the area? I'm like, oh, I haven't had a chance to go back and take a look yet. And uh, as those sightings come up, that's been my big thing is to go back and look and see if there were um, 
local tribes in the area, small um, settler villages, you know, uh, as folks moved, you know, west mm -hmm. and looking for those, those local stories. And it's, it's been kind of interesting to really start delving into that, taking it away from the, uh, okay, what's the scientific standpoint, you know, are we researching tracks and data to, hey, is this stuff been here right. prior and what, what was there? Um, I, I have a, a coworker bust my chops all the time about doing this. And when I got in to do some searching on stuff in Western New York, wouldn't you know, his town is known for their own, uh, the, the leaper, you know, is, is oh. there tall, hairy, you know, creature? <laughs> and it's like, okay, yep, it's here. And then if I go back and look at the, uh, in the, the regional I'm in and, and look at the, uh, the county uh, historical data, for the uh, the Seneca tribe that was here, you know, we we have a tall, uh, hairy looking hominid. You know, it goes back to that stonish giant that we've all heard about that was in that lore. And this book was written in the 1800s. It was a historical setup, but then it goes into a flying head, which is kind of like Mothman and a giant snake. And there's a lot of lore wow. that goes with that that giant snake. And we've just uh, bounding to and from on that is really uh, a bit of an interesting um set up and then i picked up a, a gentleman's another scientist he's a former army ranger and he's had experiences with a south american mapinguari um but as we interviewed him and what he saw over two weeks that he had an encounter with it because they couldn't mm -hmm. shoot at it because they would have given him their position away mm -hmm. um the uh the description he has is, is more it's not that ground sloth they all talk about the the hole in the stomach and that's where the mouth is and it's not that it's a white spot almost like when you look at a sun bear or some other coloration so looking at that historical um stuff and then comparing it to the uh the known nature uh, has been kind of an interesting uh rollout so yeah what other tribes are in the area do you know other than you but, we have the Seneca, you know, Seneca and Iroquois uh, mm -hmm. that were here. We get down on the on the Pennsylvania border. You know, you've got the Susquehannas that were there, and 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 then you spin off with that is the the Susquehanna Giants and Spanish mm -hmm. Hill. It's a whole other story. And when you look at where that area pops through, and we start looking at the uh, General Sullivan's march that came up through here, that was a a, a horrific uh extermination of who was mm. here mm. and but as he traveled along and you look at some of his stuff they mention a big uh snake at the end of the lake down the street from here and and again where he follows and he follows a a, a chieftain um through this area up in the niagara falls area and uh, as we did the research in niagara falls they have their version of mothman uh, really? there yes and actually if you look at it's your you guys production uh, the last mothman special you guys did there's uh -huh. actually a whole like one of those historical markers with corn planter in the background yeah and you know he does the you know the thing but he was here has uh -huh. this battle with this this group so it's very interesting that looking at which historic markers move along with some of you know the true to life and then we throw the uh, the cryptid stuff on top and how much of that stuff kind of goes through 
and how much of that lore was there prior to the actual historical um, uh, interactions with folks. Mm -hmm. So we've been kind of trying to look at that. And uh, again, one of my guys is, is big in that particular historical things because he's related to corn planter, his wife's related to the general and yeah. how it wow. all comes together. Um, and he's written papers on it. So that whole battle in, in, in the unfortunate extermination, but when we look at where that travel went through, Mm -hmm. We can also take like uh, PNW maps has done Bigfoot mapping and layer that over the top and where on those things. But again, you have big streams and, and all that. So it's taking the, uh, the natural data and then dropping it down on the villages. So it's, it's, it's been a, a crazy, um, crazy ride on the point of getting enough time to put those data plan, uh, data points down and then using whatever software we're actually getting ready to switch over to a, an ArcGIS so we can take that historical lore, stick it on the historical sightings, and then nice. take the, uh, you know, the, again, the, the village, the local villages that were here or the settling communities and say, okay, where do things mix mm -hmm. and how does it all drop down on the map so we can actually build, you know, some sort of, uh, if there is some kind of pathway walkway um, yeah. it's there but it, it again um, my background is not in literature literature research um, yeah. we got some friends that are that are jumping on board that you know hey this was here and then trying to get in and out of the museums with COVID is not an easy thing as well especially yeah. if you walk in and say hey can you tell me about strange creatures in your area um, right you know who's gonna run away from you but right it's <laughs> so always a family story you know that that's there mm -hmm. but when you when you can take those like i said historical documents um mm -hmm. and say hey this is here at least gives me a point and i know this is a we know there was a settlement here according to this historical document but we also have this stonish giant that uh, that was there or the giant snake or the flying head at least the here or the luster leaper is the new one um <laughs> but there's there, there's there's stuff that's that's there, not Lopper or Leaper, um, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> right. Um, what's the flying head story? Uh, so there, I'm still delving into this one. So it, yeah. it's basically one of these creatures that kind of comes to you at, at midnight. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Should have had the article pulled up right in front of me. <laughs> um, so I have it, I have it saved into a PDF somewhere, but it, it, it is, it's that, it's that offshoot of, you know, okay, I'm doing the research on the, on the, on the big hairy guy. And then these mm -hmm. things pop in, yeah. but it, it is, it's that, it's that energy that's there. It's, 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 I gotta find it here. So again, the, the flying head is going to be a Seneca legend. So Lockwood Doty is actually the guy that put them together and it's the account of the second nation biological sketches of the early settlers uh, of Livingston County. There's a lot of interesting stuff with this battle that kind of goes on. And again, this, this thing was written. In the 1800s, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sullivan's ex expedition was 1779. Um, mm -hmm. and then you had the, you know, there's a few, let's see. Uh, and, and again, burial mounds and stuff like that were really taking oh. a look at, you know, yeah. where that stuff, okay, flying head, lake serpent, giants, 
So again, to give credit to this gentleman that, you know, documenting this, and again, 1800s we're talking about. So, yeah, so corn planter is going to be the chief in the area when that was going on. The flying hedge, a strange creature, which the legends uh, invaded homes at Iroquois at nightfall, devoured the inmates, well, the, you know, people living in the house. Again, that, that terminology <laughs> from, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, until the villagers were completely built up, huts solely fashioned uh, with no prototype. This body's hobgoblin features uh, those of a man with a head and a mane and two hairy legs. Oh, I actually saw one of the Jersey Devil. Uh, mm -hmm. Like a lion appeared to have the dread of fire and the deer disappearance as describes the cause. Uh, old man, uh, flying acorn lodge. And she was visited by this flying head, but uh, hmm. multiple, um, you know, setups on it. Uh, yeah. And then it pops into the great lake serpent uh, mm -hmm. that traveled. And then, uh, of course, we run into the Stonish Giants being a cannibal race from beyond the Mississippi. So mm. it, this is kind of, it runs through. Um, but again, that go back to that description again and again i have to do a, a i've been able to get into the county museum because of the the pandemic to really do some more digging um, right hobgob a bodiless hobgoblin features that of a man with a head a mane uh, mane and two hairy legs like a lion's appeared to have the dread of fire for disappearance described the cause so you're still got that a funky looking harried creature almost like a, that is weird. you know a head with legs what are we talking there what's that that other one that uh, pops up there that uh, our other friends on clubhouse are big into um the pants the walking all, pants there all the fresno nightcrawlers yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> but i mean if it's just a head and legs yeah what else is there but it's flying so it just reminds me of something Jim Henson would create. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. It, the Muppet. And where, where would that stuff come from? Where, where would that, you know, yeah. that, that, that look. And mm -hmm. um, so we're trying to get in, we're get into a couple of the museums that have been closed. We've got some really decent museums in the area dedicated to the, the tribes that were here. What's the story with the stone giants? So uh, the Stonish Giants, again, that's going to be our, our Bigfoot. That's mm -hmm. going to be uh, the hairy man in the area. Again, that's, that's always been a big New York one. Um, yeah. You know, the, the armored skin, that's the, the picture. Like, you look up, uh, I have to pull that back up again. Um, you know, that armored coat, you know, like mm. rolled around in the dirt. And gotcha. you, you got to take a look. Um if you go to uh, nativelanguages.org, there's a flying head information in there and it's going to be tribe. It's going to be Iroquois uh, hmm. nation is, is going to give you, a, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the names because I will <laughs> definitely uh, butcher them. And I, I definitely want to give respect to everything, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, disembodied head with fiery eyes, long tangled hair flies through the, uh, the air, pursuing, uh, pursuing humans to chase and devour the original uh, flying head uh greatly from some stories uh violent murder scenes victims grow to enormous size several of the heads of victims grow to enormous size heads 
that's yeah basically <laughs> cannibalism so interesting but there's yeah it's got some some good spinoffs on there but again mm -hmm. when we we uh we roll to um the stone of giants we're talking you know that eight foot tall creature um and, and that's that's the thing is we really look at the uh the pre-ancient culture and we know there were other cultures here ahead of time um when we we listen to some of the older stories that these folks were supposed to be here prior to the tribes so it it, it is an uh an older tribe than the seneca tribe so you know what what knowledge do we have we know we have some stone structures and we're really you know digging deeper into in into that and it's uh, as we've come across more and more of these villages that's where we're, we're digging more to the uh the, the folklore that's there. And uh, again, this has been a spinoff for us just recently in the last yeah. couple of years. Um, I've picked up some, we've got a couple other gentlemen from uh, the Mohawk Reservation that want to join us and, and basically want to team up and go back and look at what we've missed. You know, we, uh -huh. we jump on the net and we kind of forget what our forefathers have brought to us. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a, that's a big one. But the Stonish Giants tech were supposed to be uh, entombed in a, in, a, in a ravine in uh, Cayuga County. And mm. um, that is going to be north of where we have the Spanish Hill Giants in the Susquehanna uh, uh, tribe and Susquehanna Giants is, is what they go with. So we, yeah. we kind of look and there's stuff that's there. We're, we, they define skeletons down on that. So Bingham, New, Binghamton, New York area, kind of right on the uh, the border, Cayuga area with with Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been down and done some research down there. I've had some friends have some sightings on some property there. So stuff again, can we can take that historical stuff, drop it on the maps that we have currently? Um, it and it keeps coming along. Uh, yeah. Very very different. So. Yeah. You mentioned the burial mounds aspect of things. Have you noticed any patterns yet relating to sightings around burial mounds or? So what we found um, near some of the sightings are some stone structures, stone cairns as they call them. Mm -hmm. Not quite your, your, your field pile where you've gone through and cleaned out a file and dropped them back. Right. Um, we're, we're looking at those a little closer and, and what those were used for, we're not too sure. You know, when we look at stuff in the Adirondacks there, a lot of those were for food storage, uh, cat food caches, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but we know as the move, even towards you guys, uh, a lot of those mounds were just, you know, ripped up, pulled out. So they put fields in. So that's, that's been a, big thing is that we are finding stuff similar to some of those sighting locations and there have been some great guys that are now coming out with um some sighting maps um we just had a, a another researcher from uh down in the chautauqua area actually sent me a, a, a list of maps and then like so the pnw guys have been putting a map countrywide together mm -hmm. and uh west squatch metrics has got some maps so the, the sightings are there. Folks are finally taking that data, working together and putting it together. So if we can take that data and then jump it on top of those, those that historical stuff, is it, it's coming. Mm -hmm. uh, but then it's 
getting into the local library, getting in the local right. museum, you know, the little museums and saying, hey, is it there? Because at least in my opinion, to if you're not in that local jurisdiction to pull that data, you're you're searching through piles and piles as you I mean you've done a lot of book research. Um, you're not getting that local data. You're mm -hmm. getting something that's out on the net, and where has it been pulled from? Um, right. And it's that's always been, you know, is it clickbait or is it stuff that's been there? Right? You know, when you're going through and you're grabbing an old microfiche, is a lot different than, yeah. you know, am I am I pulling off a website and who did the website and where's that data come from? You know, and mm -hmm. you know, not to mention the big one everybody goes to all the time, but anybody can dump that information on. Yeah. Um, but then, in, you know, when you look at the newspaper articles, it, it was a sensationalism, you know, when you take like the Sackett Harbor sighting in New York, you know, were you selling newspapers or was there actually something there? Um, mm -hmm. You know, as, as we look at, at media today and not to get political, but, you know, a good crime drama is going to sell more advertisement than, uh, you know, yeah. the kid walking grandma across the street or something like that, or save a bucket of punny, uh, you know, uh, puppies yeah. or something like that. The puppies being run over get more, you know, whatever, but not that good deed. So right. we really got to take a look at that. Is it is it clickbait or is that article, that news there? And again, with the, uh, just the limited hours and where you're going to get to, um, stuff is starting to open up more and more. Mm -hmm. um, and then getting boots on the ground in the area and saying, hey, is that an area that actually 100, 200 years ago, if you look at the plat maps, right. was that an, an area that was viable for something to be in or is it just crossing through that area is, is very important. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just in a rural county and I happen to know that's kind of similar to what you would be looking for. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, I wonder if there's something similar in New York, but in Ohio, there's someone that went around in the 1800s and categorized each county and marked every burial mound that was there and settlement and so on, which most are not there today. Right. But it's something that it would be nice if someone did that in every state. Some people go back and look at that. And, you know, there, there, is, there are those mark, markers that are out there. Um, mm -hmm. But how much of that stuff was just blown over so mm -hmm. somebody could develop a piece of land or take a piece oh, of yeah. land and, you know, it, it, it's there. I mean, yeah, you guys are real lucky with like the serpent mounds and, and that kind of thing in, in the Southwest, but just, mm -hmm. just listening to other folks that are like, hey, yeah, we started researching them, but that stuff's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, so if we go in and pull you know the lewiston mound which would be up in niagara county in in the ridge we mm -hmm. we we end up dumping that there is stuff up in that area um that that there are sightings um but then again that's when you look at what kind of crazy you know folklore stories you find with the local sheriff's department saying that they had their own bigfoot unit for years and if you ask <laughs> those guys that were oh yeah the, the Niagara County Sheriff's Office probably had their own Bigfoot. Unit. If you ask those guys from up there, like, what are you talking about? But again, 
that yeah. urban urban folklore that goes through it. But how mm -hmm. many sightings are actually up there? There are quite a few sightings yeah. in that Niagara, Erie, Orleans County, up along Lake Ontario. And you had, you know, trade routes through there. You, you have major battles that go through there. Um, mm -hmm. So again, taking that internet whatever yeah. and dumping it on top and then you're like okay where am i actually going to find somebody that says this is real mm -hmm. um you know that's those are the kind of things you're just like this doesn't so half of taking this wonderful computer and saying it isn't worth it get your feet back on the ground and going to look for those those original newspaper articles um mm -hmm. in the location is a big thing right. and knowing where your sources are I and mean, that's that's, yeah. that's that's the big thing is where, where your sources are coming from Mm -hmm. so but yeah like i said the, the lewiston mounds there's a lot of stuff up there um and again finding those things and i mean even if we take a look at you know in my area you know we've the the birth of spiritualism we have the birth of the the mormon religion and yet i know in that surrounding area there's multiple creature sites so mm -hmm. why why are you taking two different religions? You're taking the, the spiritualism and then you're planting it on top of a, another world religion now. Mm -hmm. And then we have Bigfoot sightings on top. Or if we take Lilydale, New York and the amount of Bigfoot sightings around that spiritual community down there. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm a flesh and blood guy when it comes to this stuff. But mm -hmm. again, those locations pop on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Why are those things popping up? around those area and then okay does it give you an extra little spin-off um to make that location you know, quote unquote a more of a touristy location because we had you know a, a historical uh area that people want to go to because of the energy level so you know mm -hmm. you, you got to look that whole the whole spin-off on it right and if you can like i said if you can put the uh the commerce in there again is a pre post um mm -hmm. the wonderful internet period um to find that kind right. of information right but there there's definitely a lot of stuff um and, and again you go back to the giant stuff and you know you you, you taught you, you got abraham lincoln making a quote of did the giants look over to this niagara falls you know it's like okay is that true or is that a, a there you know it's right right again and, and why is he picking niagara falls and again niagara county and then i take a look at that and it's you know that's where, where my co-host is so we we spend some time up there and there's one of the big federal forests is you know the preserve is up in that area and, mm -hmm. and if you talk to folks that live on the reservation up there yeah you don't go out at night into certain places because of Laura that's been passed down by you know family members tribal family members you just you just don't go there and you get those creepy feelings around on that yeah. thing or you know the in one area that we like to go to I know there's a, a couple of abandoned villages that you know you'll still find you know some of the the stone works around and you're like well where does how's the whole town just disappear, disappear. why yeah. does a why does a whole town just disappear? And yeah, yeah, you can look at economics and everything like that, but the whole town disappears. You don't end up with the one 
family just says we don't care we're farmers we can make a go of it you know Mm -hmm. the whole town disappears yeah and then again dropping what was there and it's fertile land it doesn't make any sense you still have fresh Mm -hmm. water you have all that um so what's the what's the spin on on that particular area and again that's another area we're in and out of because we know we've got some sightings in there or we've got wild animals that we've picked out of there Mm -hmm. how often are you out actually in the field looking for stuff uh in the last couple of weeks i haven't because i've been working too much but uh probably every two weeks unless we're we're just getting heavy snow where it's just not conducive to Mm -hmm. um sitting there listening um and then that's the big thing we've been planning for the winter and just waiting is to get into the local museums just to do the the plat maps that kind of thing uh but Mm -hmm. yeah i mean this week i'll probably be out uh once or twice um Mm -hmm. in two weeks i'll be in florida doing some research with uh, some friends down there. Um, nice. So he, I try to get out at least once or twice a week in our area. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, I am on a Skype call or zooming it to another uh, researcher somewhere else in the country and mm-hmm. seeing what they're doing and taking, like mm-hmm. I said, taking that scientific stuff or taking those stories and and pounding them on top and say, okay, where we're going to go? Because I'm always looking for the scientific stuff to cooperate those old stories. But even if you look at some of the uh, the older historical stuff of, well, we, we saw this big hairy creature, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's, that's the, you know, those are the mountain gorillas, you know, or right. it's this kind of creature. So it, we really do need those, those local stories because it's, it's that oral tradition that sometimes we miss. Um, yeah, I just happened to be out of the corner. I have my other computer monitor up here, and I noticed there's there's a, another uh, mound near Cooperstown, New York, you know, the baseball, mm-hmm. little Hall of Fame and everything. But yeah. you drive down through that valley, there's no doubt in your mind that it would support, you know, bear and, and does support deer and other large animals, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Again, what do we look at? What are those sounds? What are those? What, what information are we getting passed back and forth? Mm-hmm. What's some of the most compelling evidence that you found while out, actually out in the field? Um, we had some hair samples, but more and more we look at them. Um, we're starting to push closer to to uh, to bear. However, mm-hmm. the the way the, the the medulla the center section looks a little different. Uh, we've, we found some, some tracks, um, those tracks were found by a group of us down, again, down in Chautauqua County. I actually (laughs) spend more time up away from that. It's about two hours from me. Um, but I've been with two different groups and found little tracks, big tracks, uh, some sound evidence. Um, right now I'm working on a, a, a hair collection, uh, project with a lot of folks, anybody that's open and sexual our pink hair Sasquatch, we're using UV lights to compare the uh, hair samples mm-hmm. uh, with the use of filters from your camera to kind of look at that evidence. So we're working with some folks and uh, a mutual friend is working on putting a DNA study together. So we're trying to get as many samples. So if I can help educate um, 
families and kids and get somebody interested in getting out in the woods to collect mm -hmm. that data. So that audio data that's out there, um, we've got some interesting audio data. It's just yeah. uh, what around, I was just uh, about two months ago, it was up in the Adirondacks uh, with uh, Steve Culls and we were doing a live field remote for his show. And we know we heard rocks coming through the woods. We could have it on audio. We heard some yeah. funky little chatter in the wood knocks and you go, okay, well, we're going to take that data. But everything that we hear, everything you see is not, um, not Bigfoot, but right. being able to go back and catalog that thing on whatever, you know, data collection program, if you're using ArcGIS or you're using um, Microsoft Access or something, build yourself the best data collection you can so you can go back and say, hey, can I compare that audio? Can I compare the weather conditions mm -hmm. compared to the historical data that's there? Um, Klipnaki State Forest, which is part of, which is on the New York State DEC website. It's not, it's not a hidden thing, but yeah. they have the history on their website of the hairy woman of Klipnaki. So again, there's one of those old traditional stories mm -hmm. and you know, I got referred to the location. It was like, hey, here's some GPS coordinates. Go down here, sit down here. And we went down and we, we got some stuff. And I did more research into it and jumped on the, the state website. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, there was a festival they were running for years. <laughs> and I'm like, so, again, where did that come in from? And, mm -hmm. and we worked with another gentleman that's, that's here in our area. It runs another podcast. And he's been out there for 30 years and he drags us off to an area and where he had his sighting and he's like i talked to the the native elders in my area and that that was the thing is that this is this the oral tradition it was passed down and and it was passed down to this this gentleman who passed it along to to our our mutual acquaintance with our team and again collecting that data and then just saying yeah. can we pinpoint a close area you know if they give us mm -hmm. a this lake and this pond but this lake and this pond do they exist anymore have they been right changed due to yeah nature or you know human hands i mean that's that's the big thing mm -hmm. you've mentioned your co-host helping with some investigations before correct yeah and, and again I, I, I'm a big flesh and blood person, and um, <laughs> Christy will watch this. Uh, she she is a medium, and you mm -hmm. know um, the first time I met her was on a on a ghost hunt. Uh, mm -hmm. As I went from doing the Bigfoot stuff to saying, "Hey, come on!" and a group of the the team I got hooked in with um, there was the Bigfoot group, and mm -hmm. then there was the whole paranormal group. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, we're going to do a live event at a uh, community event at the Hinsdale House in Hinsdale, New York. Yeah. And I had been there for a couple of events. There are Pugwudgie sightings on the property. <laughs> there is a, uh, a traditional prayer tree on the, on the, the site. Uh, mm -hmm. There are Bigfoot sightings there. They have gone through and done light art. There are bodies on the site. Mm -hmm. um, but as I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm getting cold chills and I've got thermal cameras and heat, uh, you know, uh, infrared <laughs> thermometers and I'm, where's the hole in the window? Where's uh, my job is to go out and debunk whatever's going on. 
and yeah. Christy looks across the room at me and there's two other mediums that I work with and some other friends that we have that, that also have gifts. And she goes, your grandfather's with you. This is what he's dressed like. This is what he looks like. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly who she's describing. <laughs> and at that point, Steve said, Hey, I'm going to go down the road and take a look at something. And I was left my shoes, I think sitting on the couch. And I went back. <laughs> um, but we have been out on uh, uh, a couple of locations and we've said, hey, we're coming up on something. Give us give us a hint. Give us a something. And she'll be like, all right, next road you're going to come to on the right-hand side of the road. Now, needless to say, I keep the GPS on my phone and the tracker stuff off. So no way of tracking or knowing where we're at. You yeah. know, you're going to, the next road on the right is going to be a dirt road. And the first house you're going to come to is going to be a large white you know, farmhouse, this is going to be what the porch looks like, the fields to this side of the house, and yeah. something has moved through that area, and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, and <laughs> another couple miles down the road, you come to that first right, and you're like, it's dirt road, isn't it? <laughs> yep, and you make that turn, and, and as you go down that road, you know, you're coming across that first house, it's that white farmhouse, there's a field, when you look at the field, there's gullies through there, it's it's there there there's deer in the field you're like okay this is there or we've had other days where hey give me a number and she's given us numbers and those particular numbers she gave us when they were transcribed through a, a local person on our team that does a lot of stuff with the, the local community find out that those street numbers had been mm -hmm. changed um they're now four digit numbers instead of the three digit numbers we got because large roads when they're renamed or they become state or federal highways get renumbered mm. and yeah. that particular location that she dumped us on um sure enough they pulled prints and they've had sightings on the property and it, it was like okay and how you do this how give me a number and here are the two numbers well <laughs> if you take those same two you take those same two numbers you know we we had ended up on this road for some other strange reason to say the least it's about an hour long uh paranormal thing and and, and again the coincidences of seeing the same number over and over all day long mm -hmm. where you go all right what the heck you know we didn't have a plan of attack let's let's go down and the night before we're talking to shane corson from the olympic project and he's describing the nest sites that those guys have up there and he's like well this is how it is the finger this is blah 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 and you're like okay and you know i look at my partner i'm like hey let's let's take this number we're going to go down this this particular county um take this this route number and as we yeah. start driving down the road and you're looking and you're like dude this is what Shane talked to us about on the phone the night before. And he mm -hmm. talks about the salmon stream on the end. You know, you guys got to go out there. Um, well, we don't have salmon. Well, we do have salmon and landlocked salmon and, and stuff, but this is a trout stream. It's the exact same setup. Yeah. And again, driving down this road, we don't know about it. And we get back and, you know, I gone, the next day we'd gone out and asked my buddy, I'm like, hey, what number is important to you? And he gives me, he's like, this, this particular number is important to him. Well, we're just mm -hmm. listening to the GPS because we're out driving for something. Yeah. And, you know, the street names are coming up, not the route numbers, the street names, you know, we're mm -hmm. just 
BSing and not really looking at the, you know, the app on the phone and he makes a left turn and we're on that route number. So again, that's, <laughs> we pick up the phone, we text Christy and say, Hey, give us a number. And she goes, I can't give you two numbers. I got to give you, I got, I or can't give you a number. I can give you two numbers. And she <laughs> bought, bought something, bought two things that day. And it came to, they were a dollar 99 and one ninety nine. And then when we put the tax in there and it, yeah. Exact same. And, and again, <laughs> those particular numbers dropped us on a location uh, mm-hmm. after I said, hey, you know, I know there was a sighting down here and there's prints. And my partner goes, well, you never brought this. I'm like, dude, we've talked about this. I don't know how many times. And those tracks have been taken out of the museum. And we we were right there literally for two days. And didn't realize we're in that location. Um, she's put us into a couple other spots where, hey, you're going to end up here. This is what it's going to look like. Describe it out. And we drop right in where somebody else had a sighting. So we're, uh, I'm going down with a, with a, a two other podcasts uh, in a couple of weeks to hit some, some areas down there. And we're, we've got Christy doing remote from New York. We've got uh, Carly from uh, Haunted Housewives doing tarot on site. And then we're going to have her co-host, you know, doing stuff. And then the two, Matt and myself, we're going to be like, okay, what can we do? Just let's give it a shot, you know, because sure. if there is some sort of energy uh, that's there or there was something else at one time, we're going to try anything. Um, mm-hmm. But the woo thing is, but again, going with Matt from Central Florida Big, but he's another guy went to school for archaeology and anthropology as well. Mm-hmm. Um who's doing more scientific stuff, using the camera to kind of document. Uh, but we know there's burial mounds in the area we're going to. So if uh, the, the ladies can come up with connection to spirit, does the spirit drop us onto that kind of thing? You know, yeah. even like when you look at folks doing crystal healing and stuff, I threw my phone over here, but this is, you know, this is a crystal this is stones this is whatever and how does it work mm-hmm. we don't know uh but it gets well we know how it works that's how we <laughs> keep connection but again how much of that data is kept um and how much is there why are certain things certain minerals certain animals go to certain mineral locations uh right. why do elephants go to bury their dead in certain areas or, or mm-hmm. return why do eels start in a sargasso sea and end up in our great lakes so Again, we got to look at those migration routes and everything. And, and is there something there? So when we go back and look at that historical stuff, were the blueberries in season? You know, did did yeah. that story say, hey, at that time? Um, but if if our mediums can connect with spirit and say, yeah, 100 years ago, there was a farm here or there was a tribe here. Mm-hmm. And she puts us on that or they put us on it. We can go back and think verify and we're going to verify that data that's the big thing is verifying the data after right. the the mediums get on so mm-hmm. it's always great for what she throws us um i mean she's done missing persons cases and and helped locate folks so um what she does that's i awesome. don't understand sometimes <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah i was wondering how you reconciled that it, well again it if she puts us on something 
why did she put us here? And then it's pull up the map and let's take a look. There's a reason that we ended up here. So can we go back and look at the archaeological record? Can we look at the newspapers? Can we look at oral history? There's a reason she's she stuck us down there. Or there's one forest we ended up in. Again, another one of those things where the whole why did the whole town and village disappear? Mm -hmm. And she can dump you like right near uh, grave markers and stuff like that. It, it, again, we, we document it, we put it into the thing and it's, it's another place we put on our, our little thing, but you know, yeah. I have to look at it's there, but yeah, you know, I, I, I got a background, background in martial arts and energy healing. And we know monks have been doing crazy stuff for years. We know I have friends that do remote viewing uh, and mm -hmm. they've worked with the same companies that do remote viewing for, you know, the government. I mean, our government and, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of other foreign governments have used remote viewing for years. Um, mm -hmm. So if it works, we'll give it a shot. You know, yeah. nobody's an expert on this topic. We don't right. have a body. We don't have mm -hmm. the answers. So we can get all that data together. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be important because, oh, my God, it's a ghost or it screamed at me in the woods. No, that's an owl, you know, and that's pulling yeah. up Macaulay Library and saying, okay, you know, is that the app I'm running on my phone? And oh, I heard this. No, mm -hmm. that's the wind, or that's your co-host, or that's your buddy <laughs> you're out in the woods that's falling asleep in a chair next to you and they're snoring. It's not some monster coming to eat you alive or something. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, or oh, I, I know there's a ghost here. There's a spirit here. You know, you're, you're pulling out a thermal camera. You're pulling out a UV light, you know, mm -hmm. you're, uh, no, you know, UV lights here, but you know, no, I can see that. No, that's where the laundry was or no, there's, there's blood stain there, you know? Yeah. Um, or that's the, oh, no, the electric panels right behind. Oh my God. There's buzzing from the walls. Well, you pull up the thermal camera and you, you aim it at the wall and, there's a bee's nest or there's a mouse mm -hmm. nest behind the wall. Um, but right. then there's other stuff, you know, we do paranormal investigations as well. And we've been called into a nursing home and I watch my co-host describe the person that passed to a T to where I watched the nurse manager in the administrator of the, the facility, all the color drying from their face. So how she does what she does, I don't know, yeah. but if yeah. I can use it, to get us out there and put us on a spot and then have the biologist yeah. on the team say, well, if I was going to build a biological map for some sort of migration and the two of them join in the middle and mm -hmm. I just say, looks good to me. There's a food yeah. source here. That's just where I'm going. So that's, right. that's what we do. Um, I have an entomologist, I have a zoologist uh, and I have her and I just picked up uh, another gentleman that's, uh, got a background in engineering and law enforcement as well. Um, so using whatever yeah. education gifts we have, that's what we use. We're always mm -hmm. trying to do something different and bringing something different to the table. So. Absolutely. So at the end of the show, I always ask my guests to tell me a story. And I know you've been looking into folklore obviously in the area. So do you have a local tale that you could tell me? Oh, I'm going back and I know, I, I see the moth boys picked it up the other day and that's the, <laughs> the, white, the white lady thing. 
so I don't want I don't want to take too much from that. But I grew up in that neighborhood. That's the 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 local story, you know, that the lady hunting down the single guys out trying to get mm. dates with her Dobermans, and you know, it, as a kid, you know, teaching at the local summer camps and stuff. That was always one we use you know to scare the kids at night around a campfire um but it was always the one when you were out with your buddies you know late at night or something like that and you're like what moved in the woods uh but that story uh and again man that to me that's that's one of our big big ones here um we look at uh the, the lakes around here there are a couple of lake monsters around here um, I have a background uh, in running underwater robots and diving oh. and stuff like that. And I That's really, cool. the, 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 the greenie over on Seneca and in the Cayuga, I really want to dive into more, uh, mm-hmm. no, no pun intended. Yeah. We, look, <laughs> we, look, we look at some of those finger lakes, you're looking at some places, 800, 900 feet deep, where they'll say that's what the depth is, mm-hmm. um, that the Navy goes over and tests submarine parts over there, but they're interconnected. And then they're, inter- and then they connect through the canal system and you'll end up getting out into, into the ocean. But yeah. those creatures, and there's multiple of the small lakes around here, really get into uh, the folklore of seeing those boat captains and others. Uh, but we, we have to take a look at the fish in the area uh, where you look at sturgeon or pike or muscalange, uh, especially mm-hmm. the, the pike and muskie that will swim with their heads out of the water to hunt ducks. And if you ever get a chance to see that, um, it is a freaky experience. Um, sure. because you'll just see this head, you know, <laughs> like as they talk as Nessie and other things. And you get something like a muskie. I mean, you're talking like a man's leg around. So you're you're talking like mm-hmm. a horse head coming out of the water. So I, I love looking at those yeah. uh, stories. I've been underwater and been bumped by stuff underwater that I have no clue what it is, nor do I ever want to know what bumped me <laughs> underwater and zero visibility. Um, <laughs> and it could just be a big carp. But mm-hmm. we have some very deep lakes here that have been here since, you know, the moves and the glaciers and the ice age that that do eventually hook up so i love that lore about some of the the different uh big fish you know big sea mm-hmm. monsters when they're not really i mean there could be something there but uh when, like yeah. i said when you see that that creepy pike come up and again, again everything has got something to it you know mm-hmm. it's just how that telephone game got passed along uh to 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 get everything out there but like i said when we go back to our stories here in the area for for bigfoot something was here we know the native tribes here were seeing something and they Mm -hmm. consider it a a family relative or you know to move along is always a a great thing right awesome well thank you where can we find you and follow along with everything you're up to? Oh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube underneath Tactical Bigfoot Research. 
or you can find me on uh, my podcast, uh, Where's My Sage, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, all the, the podcatchers and stream TV, uh, as well as WLFEDB Radio. So we're around. Um, reach out. Um, through The best way to catch me is through Tactical Bigfoot Research. Where's my sage? Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, if you guys want to comment, like, subscribe, you should do the like and subscribe at least, even if you don't comment. Email me, heather at smalltownmonsters.com. And uh, Mike, thanks again talking thank you very much i appreciate it and um i guess until next time guys bye